Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello and welcome to a episode of Ritual. My name is Amy Harvey and I am excited to be here today solo. I'm by myself. I actually nearly forgot what my podcast was called when I said that, so that's why I probably sounded a little bit awkward. Um, Hi, how are you going? It feels so weird to not be talking to anybody. I haven't done a solo episode in forever. And I'll have to adjust because usually I've got somebody here to kind of like riff with and now I'm just babbling by myself. So I'm just going to pretend that you guys are all sitting here with me. We're just going to, we're going to go with it. How are you? What's, what's been happening? We, um, what's been happening with us? We actually just got back from a holiday, a very mini holiday, Um, but we have just been down the beach, uh, for the last, what was it? Maybe about five days. And it was really nice to get away. Um, it was like, it was kind of, kind of went a bit two ways because if you have listened to the episode, um, where I talked about my birth story with poet, you would have heard that, um, we were in golden beach last year. And I unfortunately had a miscarriage when I was there. Um, I won't go into it too much because obviously there's a whole episode on that. So if you want to hear more, jump over there. But anyway, we were in Golden Beach and I had had a miscarriage and we were actually um, staying in the same place this time where it happened last time. Um, And it was actually an intentional choice because when we were there, The place was so beautiful and it was like this really beachy, beautiful shack that was right across from the beach as in like literally it took 20 seconds to walk onto the beach and we all loved it so much. And um, obviously our holiday had been cut short and it was such a shame because we really liked it there and um, we wanted to go back. And so Patty and I kind of like, I'm denied about should we go to the same place again? And I really wanted to go back and kind of have a take two and change our, like, what is it? Our perception of the place, change it from a negative into a positive because I'd love to go back there again. And I wanted it to be a positive holiday. So we went back, we stayed in the same place and we had the best time. I will say there was a few different things that had that happened. There was almost like mirror events of what had occurred before, like nothing like serious, but as in like just driving into the town, we saw the sign for the hospital where I had to go. And 
it was just like little moments where you just had these flashes of what had occurred and I had to like remind myself everything is good now like we have poet everything turned out um really well even though something horrible had occurred then everything is really good and so I think in a way it was almost like a healing exercise as well because a full circle has come and now rather than losing we've gained and so now we can kind of it's all it was all part of the healing process I don't even know if that makes any sense but that's kind of how it felt for me so once I worked through all that we had the best time and I have to say I was feeling um, coming up to that, I think just because obviously, you know, we had a baby three months ago, um, which is always full on and the birth was very full on. Um, And just like getting back into my business and getting things going. And we had like the Mabin box launch the other day, which is always like such an intense time. I think I was like in such desperate need to get away because I, my anxiety was just next level. Like it was just, everything was making me anxious. And um, I also felt that I was very flat within my own like spiritual practice. And it's something that comes up a lot with me is that I am constantly doing like magical things for other people, but I um, tend to not, is it forget or put myself last? And I need to stop doing that because it's, you know, if I'm, this is my business, this is what I do, whether it's with Rose Song Cottage or the podcast or writing or whatever, I need to be able to like walk the walk and talk the talk. I need to be able to do all of it and be practicing what I preach. So going away and changing up my environment. It's amazing how that can really shake things up. Um, And for me, I felt like I got this real burst of inspiration and motivation. And um, I didn't feel anxious at all the whole time we were there. Like I just kind of like go with the flow. And I don't know if that's, um, a lot of it is to do with that beach energy. Like for me, being by the ocean is where I go to recharge. So that I think probably had a lot to do with it. Very healing um, to always be near the ocean is a very healing experience. And I think also it just like kind of awakened that inner wild witch in me where I just felt so like, um, motivated with my own spiritual practice and I really felt like I realigned with myself and I got this massive urge to learn certain things in my practice and I you know went out spur of the moment and I did like a a sea witch ritual that's really hard to say a sea witch ritual for my patreons and that was really fun and now I'm just feeling so witchy and magical again and I love it and I'm so excited there's like you know especially going into a new season now we're in autumn here um it's I love to align my magical practice with the season that we're in so now that we've ticked over into autumn I have this like real urge to dive into kitchen witchery and 
you know, my divination with Sal and that's in the distance, um, the veil is getting thinner. So really working on that. And then, you know, I want to learn more about sigil magic to protect my home and all these new things that maybe in the spring and summer, I'm not as drawn to, because it's more, I want to be outside with nature and all that When Now that I'm we're going inside and it's all more inwards. I'm really motivated and excited to learn all these new um, magical skills. So the point of this is um, obviously to say I had a really good holiday, but also just if you are feeling like you were in a rut, whether it's like spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever, I think doing something as simple as changing your environment is such a big step even though it's such a simple thing because it really just shakes up your energy it's like when you've been inside sick with a cold for four or five days and the house feels like musty and disgusting and you open up the windows and get fresh air in and all of a sudden there's this fresh energy and you feel like the space is bigger and brighter it's kind of like that and so you know, if there is one or two or 10 of you who are listening, who are feeling stuck and in need of inspiration or something, just change up your environment, whether you go away for a night or three days, or even just for the day, just get out of the house, change it up, go somewhere that really like lightens you and brightens you and makes you feel like a wild witch. And whether that be the beach or the forest or the desert or wherever even standing up on top of a mountain where there's heaps of you know wind and you know anything like that something that can just like awaken that part of you such a powerful experience and something that is very simple it's just making the time for yourself I think is what a lot of us often tend to neglect um but yeah so that's where we've been. That was our little holiday. Um, and today I wanted to start talking a little bit about autumn magic. Um, there are so many things to talk about when it comes to autumn. And I will say I was always such a summer girl. Like I love the beach, love when it's warm, love the sun. But I feel like autumn has kind of like snuck in and like taken my heart a little bit because I think especially since moving up into um to the hills where we live it is so beautiful in autumn it is like a witch's dream because it's either a beautiful sunny day where all the leaves are just these beautiful browns and golds and oranges and everywhere you look it's like glowing and glistening or it's like super moody with fog and bright orange leaves that like you can see in the distance and autumn is just amazing. So I am really excited to dive into some autumn magic. Like part of me is like, because the weather is so nice now, like summer we've had the worst weather in the world and now it's quite warm, but there's that part of me that's like, no, be cold. <laughs> I want to wear cozy jumpers and drink tea. Um, but yeah, so I thought we would talk a little bit about autumn magic. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, because we, I mean, it is Mabin next week, which is very exciting, less than a week, actually. It's like five days away. Um, 
so after Mabin is Samhain. And so during this time, the veil around us will be getting thinner. Um, the veil is the veil between the two worlds. So between our world and the world beyond ours. So that could be um, typically this time of year will be like ancestors who have passed, guides, people who um, were here and no longer and have moved on to the next world they will be wandering around closer to us and communication will be heightened. So you start to pick up um, on more energy that isn't necessarily of this world and a little bit, you know, more bumps and creaks in the night and flashes in the side of your eyes and divination becomes extremely clear, um, very strong, which is really fun. I, I do enjoy that. But one thing I have noticed is that you need to be open to the synchronicities that will start to occur because one way that they can, whether this is your guides or ancestors, one way that they communicate with you is by sending you synchronicities. Um, often ones that we just ignore because you may just take it as a coincidence, but often they're not. If you really sat and thought about how many times something has shown up to you, um, it can be quite a lot, which is what happened to me last week. Um, and I just wanted to share this story because it's just, I, th I find these stories really funny because it's just, it's just crazy. Um, so one thing that kept popping up to me was the fox. Um, as in the creature, the fox, I was seeing it <clears throat> everywhere. Sorry, let me just have some water. I was seeing foxes everywhere. Every time I went on Instagram, they would have these adorable reels of foxes. And then I was listening to a podcast and they started talking about foxes. I pulled an Oracle card and I got the fox. I was like scrolling through something and there was a, a big photo of a fox. They were just everywhere I went, it was a fox, a fox, a fox. It was always be, always would be that to the point where when we were driving to Golden Beach, a fox ran across the road in front of us, clear as day, just kind of like strolled in front of us, stopped and turned and stared before he ran off. And I was like, seriously, <laughs> much more clearer could you get like pay attention so I thought we would talk a little bit about fox magic and what they can symbolize for me the thing with synchronicities as well is that they can be extremely personal so what one meaning could be to somebody could be something completely different to somebody else so for me often a fox will show up when Bridget the goddess Bridget is trying to connect with me. She will send me a fox, like an oracle card or a literal fox. Like I've had a fox walk in front of me in our street when she was, I was doing work with her. So that's how usually how she'll be like, yo, let's chat. So I'm thinking maybe it may be something to do with her, maybe. Um, but I made a, a page in my um, book of shadows. I will show the people who are watching on YouTube. That's my book of shadows. Um, and I made a page all about the fox. So I thought I would share a little bit of fox wisdom with you just in case maybe there's someone else who has also been getting those little synchronicities popping up. 
So like I said, the fox often turns up for me when Bridget is trying to communicate. She may send you something different if you work with her, but for me, it's always a fox. Um, A fox is a message to use your intelligence and to always be cunning when you solve a problem because they are extremely intelligent creatures. A fox is able to find the best solutions in the most difficult situations. Again, going to that intelligence and cunning way to solve problems. And they also tell you to look at things from a um, unconventional angle, which I think sometimes we all need that reminder, Um, especially when you're feeling like you're in a rut and that maybe that was what that message was for me as well is to kind of like take a step back and look at things in a different way with a fresh energy because you will see it in a different one maybe um this is one I I thought was very interesting as well the fox has the ability to blend in and be hidden from sight always observing and teaches us that sometimes we need to take a step back and simply observe very true And they usually appear at a liminal time of day. So liminal is the in-between. So that could be between dusk um, and dawn. So the the fox is said to be a guide of the fairy realm. The reason why is because they are, they're tricksters. They can weave and, you know, disappear and they can see you, but you can't see them. They're very tricky. And so they're said to be, a guide um, because they are able to slip between the two realms of ours and the fairy realm. So usually they will say that seeing a fox can be an invitation to communicate with the fae, which obviously I was like, wow, they want to talk to me. (laughs) Um, Another message from the fox as well is to remain faithful and close to your family um, and your home as foxes they all they never travel far from their family they're very family orientated like they'll always be out hunting for their little babies and their family so another thing for me is that maybe that was like enjoy the time like where we were going there was nothing around it was just us so it was like maybe really embrace that time of just being with your family and kind of having that fox energy there who knows but I thought I would just share that because I keep seeing them even now, like I've been seeing them all day. So um, maybe I just needed to share that message. Who knows? Maybe, you know what? Foxes are cute. Maybe we just need to talk about them more and I don't know, but that's the fox magic. Um, I'd love to know as well, if you have been getting any um, synchronicities going into this time, because I just love, the Mab and Sawan Yule energy and all the cool messages that come through in all different ways. So if you are starting to get something, please share. I'd love to hear it. But the main thing I wanted to talk about today is something that to me completely encapsulates the energy of autumn and the vibe of autumn. And that is tea magic. I love tea. I love tea. I love all kinds of tea. I will always drink tea, even on a 40 degree day. Um, And I think now that we are going into autumn, it's getting cooler. We start to drink it more. And when you really like stop and think about 
what it is that you're drinking and the magic that comes with it, it makes it 10 times more fun and witchy and magical. So I thought now that we're at the beginning of autumn, let's talk a little bit about your tea. So going into this time, you can really start to be more aware and intentional with what you're drinking going into the cooler months. So let's begin with where tea originated from. And I could not believe how old tea is, but it actually was found in China in 20, what would you say, 2737 BC. That is a very long time ago. Um, And I think this story is really cool. So there was a Chinese emperor who was sitting in his garden drinking hot water that he had been served when leaves fell from the tree above him into his water and he drank it and they were tea leaves, but they didn't know they were tea leaves at the time, but he took a sip of them and he was just like blown away that these leaves had created this drink that was so good. And he was, I actually don't have his name here, but um, he was known to be a real lover of herbalism. And so he really dived into um, the art of tea and he found all these different like blends and how you could create them and what they were and what they tasted like. And he really dedicated his life to tea. Um, and so that's where it actually started. That's how long people have been enjoying tea magic for. It's, it, it, it's insane. Such a long time. Um, and there are so many different like teas that you can choose from. So I thought today maybe we would just go over a couple, like a lot of the main ones that people drink and some of the magic that actually comes with it. A lot of this, I like I know that obviously herbs have magical properties, but sometimes I just forget that tea is made up of a herb. And I don't know, I think when I was researching this, it kind of like made me even more excited to drink it because even something as, I say mundane, it's not really, but you know what I mean? As simple as black tea holds magic, like black tea holds magic. So you're able to ingest this all the time. So I think learning stuff like this, you do start to choose things a bit more intentionally because you go, this is how I'm feeling. So I'm going to pick this and it's going to be delicious. I don't know. Does that make sense? For some reason, it just it really excited me maybe because it just gave me an excuse to drink more tea. But anyway, um, the first one is black tea. Everyone knows black tea. It's probably the most popular one. It's also known as morning tea. This is due to it being high in caffeine. Um, I am not a big caffeine person just because I find it can make me very anxious and emotional. Um, So I tend not to drink too much black tea, but in saying that, I very much enjoy it. (laughs) Um, So yes, black tea known as morning tea. So even the name itself kind of gives you a hint of what its magical properties are. So things like promoting alertness, focus, strength, Um, So if you are in need of those qualities, 
black tea will call that in. It's also very good at repelling negativity. I think, I think it's, they go hand in hand as well because you are getting that mental clarity and that mental alertness that you're able to see the areas where you do need that protection and where you do need to get rid of negativity. So they are very good for that. Um, if you are looking for a really good black tea, I will recommend Melbourne breakfast from T2. It is so good. Oh my God. I love that tea. If I do drink black tea, it's usually that one. Um, yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Um, the next one is white tea. I have never had white tea before and I really want to try some now. So white tea is actually low in caffeine, one of the reasons why I want to um, try it out. Um, But it's loaded with antioxidants, so very, very good for you. But it is also known to be very protective and very good for um, youthful skin. So it's really, it's used a lot in like beauty and glamour magic, Um, but very like refreshing and kind of like, re-energizes your skin yes please I have three children I think I will bathe in the white tea (laughs) um so I'm really interested to try that I don't like to me I feel like it it will taste like a summer's day like white tea just feels so light and nice I don't know I could be completely wrong but I'm on a mission I'm actually gonna go there's this tea shop um near where I live in a place called Sassafras. There's like a really cute tea shop. Um, I'm going to go there this week and try some white tea. So stay tuned and I will report back on what this tea tastes like. Uh, The next one is green tea. Um, Not a big green tea drinker, but I know it's really good for you. And it's a very good um, alternative if you don't drink caffeine or coffee. Um, so green tea has, uh, properties of energy. It also increases fertility and it is very good for boosting your immune system. Very interesting. Um, the next one, I have to jump to it just because do I, do I, I don't really drink green tea because I don't know if I like the taste. I think I want to like it, but I just don't. I think I don't. I think I need to accept it, but maybe I need to drink it more and I will adjust because I'm, I like sweet things and maybe it's like a little bit bitter for me. I don't know, but it's, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it, I'll give it another go. I think I've tried once green tea. It was like green tea and vanilla and that was really good. So maybe I'm missing out. I need to jump back on the green tea boat. Uh, The next one is chai. I love chai. Chai is definitely my favorite. Um, And so one of the properties of chai is it has a very calming energy. And I think that's funny to hear because I, for me, it's a very, um, what's the word, comforting drink. So you know, if one of like Patty and I have had a bad day or something has happened and one of us is feeling really stressed or off, the other one will go, do you want a cup of tea? Do you want a chai? Just instinctively. And I think that it it just brings so much comfort. So to, to read that it has this like calming energy, it totally clicked with me. I was like, yes, that must be why we're so drawn to 
offering that um, as a form of comfort. Um, chai is also good for your digestion. And also, if you look at what, especially traditional chai, like there's so many blends out there, but if you look at like a traditional blend of chai, it is made up of all these like amazing spices and all of them have properties of like success, luck, prosperity, abundance. Um, so definitely a good one to have if you are looking for, like if you have something on that day and you need to call in success and good luck and all of that, get yourself a chai. I just feel like all that spicy energy, it's got to bring in the good vibes. So Go chai, go chai. I knew I liked it for a reason. Um, the next one is oolong tea. I actually used to drink oolong quite a bit um, before I understood all its benefits. I knew it was good for you and maybe I was drinking it for a reason. I can't remember. I haven't had it in ages, but um, oolong tea is very good for increasing um, your energy and your brain function. It also helps with focus and it's also meant to be very good for meditation. That obviously goes hand in hand with the focus as well, but it helps you kind of like people will drink a cup of um, oolong tea before they go into meditation because I think it helps them kind of slip into that that different world you know um so I'm actually really intrigued to try this out especially coming into style and I think that would be quite fun to have some oolong tea and then do a meditation so I'm going to try that out that's going to be one of my little style and exercises um the next one is one of my favorites as well I was actually I did a live the other day with Patty and we, we ended up having this massive tea talk with everybody. And we were talking about rhubarb tea. Rhubarb is a firm favorite in this household. Even my kids, they, um, they're such hipster kids. <laughs> they're like, can I please have a cup of rhubarb tea with some raw honey <laughs> and oat milk? Um, we love rhubarb. So, yes, very excited about that. Rhubarb, the magical properties include um it reduces stress, which I need. Obviously, that's why I'm drawn to it so much. It also protects the heart and it is known for its soothing and calming abilities. Um, so cool. I love this so much. I'm going to be drinking tea by the gallon now. And then obviously you have all your herbal teas, which I'm not going to get into too much because there are a buttload of them herbal tea I'm meaning things like peppermint tea chamomile all the blends um nettle fennel you name it um and each one of them has their own magical properties so it's probably good to look to grab a book like that um the Scott Cunningham's encyclopedia of like the herbs um because you can go through that see what properties you want and then there you go it tells you the tea that you should have so I think herbal tea it's so good so good um now the reason why I love tea is because there is so much that you can do with it um it's not just a you know a simple glass of water um it's got magic in it 100 it's got herbal magic and so 
the first thing is that when you're drinking your tea, knowing that each one of them has their own properties, whether it be black tea, white tea, chai, oolong, herbal blend, um, you can now start to drink your tea with intention, which is something that I'm going to do. Now that I've done more research on it, um, I really do want to start drinking with intention because it makes you more mindful and it makes you more connected to what you're doing in that moment. Um, and it also makes you more connected with yourself because you're taking that moment to go, how am I feeling? What do I need? Um, what's my day going to look like? What kind of magic do I want to call into it? What kind of you know, healing or boost do I need for myself right now? So it's taking that moment to connect with yourself and see where you're at. And I think that that is such a beautiful practice and something that I don't do enough. I will go through the day um, and charge through doing a million different things and then feel really depleted. And that's because I haven't had a moment to go, what do I need right now? Like I haven't had any water for like 10 hours. So I'm dehydrated. I have just been chugging one thing because it's easy um, when I could have just had two minutes while the kettle was boiling to go, what am I feeling? What do I need? Am I tired? Am I stressed? Am I overwhelmed? Do I need to drink herbal tea because I need more water? You know, something like that. So I think drinking your tea with intention is a beautiful way to connect with yourself. The next thing that you can do is you can charm your tea. So not only are you drinking a tea of like your choice for a reason, you are then telling your tea what you want it to do. You are charming it. So for example, you could have your chai and you're having a chai in the morning and you've chosen it because, you know, you've got a day where maybe you're going for a job interview and you want to bring in success. So you can charm your tea to say that when I drink this tea, I call in success. So this day will be amazing and all good things will come to me. You can have a, let's see, a chamomile tea. And you can tell the tea, you can charm it with your hand or whatever you want. Um, you know, as I drink this tea, all my worries are going to melt away and I'm going to breathe easy and feel calm. And that's you charming your tea. That's you telling it. It's just like a crystal. You are telling it what you want it to do, what its job is, what its role is going to be and how it's going to benefit you. Um, so charming your tea just raises that intention that you've that you have done by choosing the type you want. Another thing that you can do, which is a super fun thing, especially coming into Sawan, is tassiography. That is the art of reading tea leaves. It's a, a form of divination. So just like your runes, your oracle cards, your tarot, reading tea leaves is an incredibly personal um, way to see into your future and what is happening in your life. This is often done using black tea. It's probably the most effective. Um, and you, this is very much in a nutshell. Basically what you do is you make a cup of tea, you put in um, loose leaf tea and you need to drink it with the tea um, like swimming all around the mug. So you'll probably end up 
eating a lot of the tea leaves, but you need to drink the tea. And as you're drinking it, you are asking a question, whether it be, can you tell me wisdom for what I need to hear right now? Um, Maybe it's about a specific thing. What do I need to know about my career? What's happening with this relationship? Whatever it is. So as you drink, you think of a question. And when all the tea is gone, you will put it on a cut like a saucer and turn it three times and then you take the mug away and you will see that the tea leaves have moved around so there'll be some in the mug some on the plate also that if you've had milk or water in there there'll be little drops in certain places and so what you do then is you need to get into a very relaxed state where you are able to it's almost like when you do those um what are they called Oh, I've totally blanked. Like magic eyes. You know those pictures where you stare at like they're all blurry and you stare at them for ages and then you can start to see a picture form. It's kind of a little bit like that. Um, where you get into this meditative state and you're looking at these tea leaves and you can start to see images in them. Um And at first you'll look at it and go, this is ridiculous. I'm staring into a mug of loose leaf tea. But then you do start to see like if you swirl the tea, the cup around, change like the position that you're holding it in. Like some people have very strict rules of you can only hold it this way in this hand in this light. But for me, I'm all about turning it around and looking at things from different angles and perspectives. And you can start to see images start to form. And um, some of them may correlate with your question. Like maybe, I don't know, you're talking about a relationship and the person is a Leo and you can see the sign of a, Le- of a Leo in there. Or maybe it's you see a number um, or a letter or something. It may be something as very um, in your face as that or maybe... It's a little bit more abstract. Like I've seen stories of like someone was, what was it? They were, I think they were feeling stuck in a relationship and I could see um, this bird and he was like taking flight. And as I twirled the mug around, you could see him flying higher and higher. And it was kind of like this abstract way of saying that freedom is coming um, and you get to soar your wings. So there's all these different ways that you can interpret them. And it's definitely something um, to have a go of if you haven't tried it before, because I feel that because you are literally sipping from the cup, it has so much of your energy in it. So it's an incredibly personal reading um, and one that, although it can be quite difficult at the beginning to get the hang of, um, there's always some deep wisdom in there. So yes, tea leaf reading is definitely a fun one and a really good way to connect with your tea leaves. Um Another thing that I love about tea is it has so many healing properties, um, mainly with like herbal tea. But what I love is that whatever you're going through, whether it be anxiety, health issues, and, you know, inflammation, um, you can't sleep, (laughs) you have a headache, 
there are there's a T for it, you know, and this connects us back to the medicine women in the huts in the middle of a forest. They wouldn't give you Panadol. They would probably make you tea and they would be filled with all these beautiful herbs um, picked and grown with the intention of healing anxiety, headaches, you know, cuts, um, infection, whatever. And so I, I think that having these, and this is not like going against Western medicine at all, because I'm all for having a really healthy mix of the two. But I think, I mean, if in doubt, why not? Why not? Like if you have a massive headache, take the Panadol, but also have a tea as well, because you are fueling your body with herbal magic. And I love that. I love that not only are you like having that medicine, but I feel like even just the act and the ritual of making a tea and drinking it um, and gifting yourself or somebody else, if someone's come to you and they're not feeling well and you make that for them, like it's such a beautiful act, don't you think? Like you go to someone's house and that's usually the first thing people say is, do you want a cup of tea? Um, and so I think there's a lot of beauty in the act of doing that and a lot of healing in that as well. Hey everyone, I'm just going to pause today's episode for a moment. I hope you're enjoying it. It sounds super interesting. If you're enjoying this podcast and you're thinking, hey, how could I support this show? Then the best way to do that is to jump over to Patreon and become one of my patrons where you'll get access to additional content, videos, bonus episodes of Ritual with Amy Harvey, that is me, learning tools to help you on your witchy path, and special discounts to my online store, rosongcottage.com. Take it away, voiceover guy. That's right. Simply head to patreon.com forward slash Cottage to get all the goodies and support your favorite podcast in the entire world, Ritual with Amy Harvey. Now. Back to the show. And when I talk about all of this as well, coffee is part of that. Um, I know it's not tea, but there are a lot of coffee drinkers. So just know that coffee also holds that magic. Um, Obviously, coffee is known to waken you up in the morning. Like I said, I don't really drink a lot of um, caffeine, so I will often have decaf coffee unless it's like been one of those nights and I'm all for a good coffee. But coffee's magical property is it helps to stimulate your energy, which goes without saying. But I have also heard, and I don't know if I feel this, but maybe maybe I need to give it a go, is that coffee is said to be very good at grounding you. Um, Maybe that's like a very personal thing because I feel like it does the opposite. I feel like if I have too much coffee, I am like high in the sky and I'm lost. (laughs) Hence why I get so much anxiety from it. But I think it is said to be that it's a very good drink to ground you. I don't know if I agree with that one. Personal choice. Um, one thing I did see, which I thought was really cool, is someone wrote how tea um, connects all the elements to you. And I, it kind of made me look at it in a completely different way. And they wrote this little thing um, about it, which is so cute. 
So for air, it said the rising steam makes tea a dream. Earth, the roots and leaves that make our teas are the water we use to drink our brews. And for fire, the internal heat is a blessed treat. And I have never looked at tea in connection with the elements before. But when I read that, it kind of blew my mind because I was just like, wow, like what a magical way to look at something so simple. And because you do, you have like the steam that comes from hot water. You have the heat that makes the water hot. You have the roots and all the leaves and like the flowers and all the parts of the tea from the earth. And then you obviously have the water, which you add to brew it. And I thought, whoa, for like for people who do elemental magic and who are very connected with the elements, like what a cool addition to your practice what a cool way to connect with those elements by literally ingesting them and so I think having that knowledge and that again intention of incorporating the elemental magic in your drink it just kind of like elevates it to another level so I had to share that because to me that was like such a magical light bulb moment of like wow what a cool way to look at a beautiful drink to make it an elemental, you know, practice as well. I just thought that that was really cool. Um, so yeah, that is a little bit of tea magic for you. Again, you could sit here and talk about all this stuff all night. Um, and I really urge you to, if this is something that interests you to do more research, like, especially with all the different herbal magic, um, go and and see all the properties like if you know that you are someone who gets like seasonal depression and maybe you need something that's going to stimulate your mood and keep you happy and motivated and all that like dive in now and look at what tea and herbs that you can use that you can constantly make a brew of every day um, that will keep you happy and healthy you know for me going into um like flu season we always make a concoction of like lemon ginger cinnamon and honey and that's like all of those have really medicinal properties very good for healing very good for keeping you happy and motivated and 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 all that um so i think having those little concoctions in your magical tool belt is really powerful especially if kitchen witchery is your thing this is this is your stage now now is your time to dive into some tea magic um but i hope you enjoyed it i hope that that gave you some motivation and something to work on going into autumn i hope that you really feel like a tea now because i know i do and if you have any tea that you can recommend any that's like your ride or die any that really brings you um healing or you know success or whatever it is that you would like to share please please tell me and I can tell people or maybe comment if this is on like Instagram or something right on there I'd love to hear we can make a little tea club I don't know maybe we'll make hats and we'll all wear it um but yes thank you so much for listening 
I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a really, really beautiful Mabin as well. Um, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope you have a beautiful Astara and enjoy all that beautiful spring magic. Um, it is a beautiful time of year, regardless of where you are. So enjoy and I will see you next time. See you later.